Hello, everyone. It's the second episode of Beyond the Surface. Today, we're going to focus on relationships. We have two honorable mentions for this week, Andrew Tate and Taylor Swift, two very opposite people who are in the news for the male-female dynamics that we will be discussing today. I'm Ivory Hecker. Elizabeth Lane here. You know, Ivory, I think they are always in the news, Taylor Swift and Andrew Tate. (laughs) Are there ever a time when they are not in the news? And it's always about relationships, really, for those two. You know, I'm interested um, with you, which one do you resonate with more, Taylor or Andrew, in terms of relationships and how your personal relationships work? Well, in a way, I relate to both of them, actually. So we're going to get into why. Uh, So let let me just bring up something controversial that happened with Andrew Tate this week. There's been a lot of stabbings in Europe that Andrew Tate's been talking about. He actually got blamed for the stabbings in this tweet that he responded to. First of all, Sneeko says this is why women shouldn't vote, which is oof. Anyway, but this woman, Sham, says the incel culture that has been pushed by Andrew Tate, Sneeko, and all these red pill losers are responsible for this poor 15-year-old girl getting stabbed when you objectify women and reduce them as nothing but sheer things to get your gratification from. Rejection is not something you accept. She's saying men stab women because they're told by Andrew Tate that they shouldn't ever be rejected. Okay, absolute nonsense. I, I'm sorry, but I can't agree with that. Absolute nonsense. That Andrew Tate never says to do anything like that. Hey, listen, he's got his ways of how he kind of shows his uh, perspective to people and he's very dominant and he comes off sometimes rude. But he also, at the same time, he's very good advocate of picking the right woman for you, making a family and settling down. Like, I I just don't understand why would, you know, because he pushes manliness, like that's, that's the reason people getting stabbed because of him. That's ridiculous. No. So he, he responded to it. He said, I teach stoicism, emotional control, self accountability. I teach men how to grow into formidable forces of competence, which protect and provide for each, for everyone they love, especially the women in their lives. I've spoken out against knife crime publicly. I have many daughters. I have also condemned London as a failing society repeatedly and publicly, a society lacking what I teach is what's dangerous. He's saying if, men actually knew how to endure hardship and stoicism, then they wouldn't be out stabbing women. Absolutely agree. And that's exactly what he teaches. Listen, I don't like the ways he teaches this, but I do think that he's correct. I mean, if you, uh, I think recently he had a video on where he talks about, uh, you know, how you need to be respectful for female uh, emotions and females get way more emotional than men. And it should be like that. You should be just a gentleman and just take it. And he actually teaches complete opposite. He doesn't teach like, oh, you're going to be a little boy and stab everyone who, you know, no, he doesn't. So I, I would disagree with that, with the female statement. But he has also said things that Mm-hmm. seem to uh, objectify women, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, here's a here's a tweet he made today. <laughs> Quote, there's nothing sexier than a woman who believes your lies, which so, is a little concerning. Why would that be objectified? Like, why does that mean like he objectifies women? So women are sexy. That's not objectifying an object, right? I don't know. Like, fight me on this. I, I'm, it, this is my, like, 
you know, women are sexier than men. They also want to be sexier than men. They put on makeup, they go on high heels. Like that's not objectified. Like we objectify ourselves most of the time. And we want men to look at that, you know, as that way. What woman doesn't want to be sexy? I don't know a woman who doesn't want to be sexy. So I guess to, to objectify is to see them as an object rather than a person with feelings, but an object for your own gratification. And the most controversial thing I saw Andrew Tate say was that mm-hmm. he he explained how he seduces women into his webcam business, which is by shout out to the sponsor of my coverage. The U.S. debt spike could ignite a long term rally in gold since March 2020. The U.S. Had, has added another eight trillion dollars in debt and gold is up 50 percent. Now, with the Fed raising rates, the interest payment on our debt has surpassed one trillion dollars. BRICS nations met last month in oil-rich nations Saudi Arabia and UAE have joined Russia, China, and India. 51% of Americans can't pay their credit card bills, which just surpassed $1 trillion for the first time in history. If this is Build Back Better, increased spending and regulation is likely to continue through 2024. So buying gold and silver is a strategic play that several countries are doing today. Who's looking out for the little guy when the government doesn't? Isn't it time to take a look at gold and silver now? Call America's own precious metals company, the National Gold Group today, mentioned my channel, Ivory Hecker, and you will get best-in-class service from America's conservative precious metals leader. National Gold Group has an IRA fee waiver program on qualifying rollovers. Call 888-617-5927, number down in description. Get a free investor guide today. National Gold Group is a consumer affairs top rated gold IRA dealer. Call 888-617-5927. That's 888-617-5927. There's always a risk of loss and past performance is not indicative of future results. First making the woman fall in love with him. So mm-hmm. he would act, he would he would play out this act to get her to catch feelings for him. And then she gets to the point where she, she'll do anything for him and she'll and he introduces her to webcam and then he kind of breaks away and then she breaks away his feelings and then she's in the biz. And when he says, I have many daughters, it's from many women. He's just women are yes. objects for his sexual gratification. But there are countless videos where he teaches men to teach, treat women right, like you mentioned. Yeah. In regards to nurturing their feelings. So it's he's a very kind of back and forth, maybe yes. doesn't always practice what he preaches sort of person. You could say that. Yes, I would agree with that statement that he has said some ridiculous things. But then you have to ask yourself, Andrew Tate is not stupid. You can call him whatever you want. Like you can call him, you know, brute. You can call him uh, asshole. You can if we can say that word, you can call him whatever you want, but he's not stupid. So why would a guy who's extremely smart, who made millions and millions, if not more, uh, would come out and say, oh, this is the tactics I use on women to get them under influence, right? Because he said many times, listen, I was this person. I regret that person. Although that person did give me you know, what, what I have in life, but I regret being that. So maybe not be that, maybe listen to me who have been on, like who has been on both sides, has been the jerk and has been the gentleman. And this is what I teach now. So it could be that, I don't know. Perhaps. Yeah. Maybe he's, uh, maybe he's coming, coming around uh, to treating all women with respect. Although that last tweet he sent today, 
it's sexy to lie to a woman. What is that? We gotta, okay. We're, we're going to bring relationship ex- expert and Mary Jo Rapini on, uh, and maybe we can get her take on you know, what, what is up with men who, who like that when, when women believe their lies, but really quick, our other honorable mention, Taylor mm-hmm. Swift, she ended a six year relationship with actor Joe Elwin in March and now all the headlines are about this new flame with a football player for the Kansas City Chiefs, Travis Kelsey. I'm even surprised that six years, like, she lasted that much. I, I'm surprised she did. I mean, knowing her history, wow, that's achievement. So, you know, I, I, it's tough when every moment of your love life is covered in the news. It's like... Because I know I've gone through short relationships with which mattered a lot to me, and I hoped they would be long, and then they weren't. But I wasn't as much in the public eye. So when every one of her relationships is in the public eye, it's like she gets criticized for having a list of relationships when really most people have. But have you ever heard saying with great responsibility, I mean, with great power comes great responsibility? She's a star. She has greater responsibility than you and me to to show young women something better right so we didn't sign up for that we didn't she did so i mean you know you like the power you have to deal with the responsibility too and trust me she has power taylor swift is not powerless oh very powerful yeah so she she better deal with the responsibility and responsibilities you have to be more cautious about your relationships you know it's going to get out so, so maybe that's why she stayed so private with Joel Alwyn. There's only like a handful of paparazzi pics of them. Other mm-hmm. than that, they kept their relationship absolutely secret. But mm-hmm. now this, now she's kind of changing pace with this. This Travis Kelsey one is way out in the open. Entertainment Tonight posting this picture uh, from the NFL after party. Travis Kelsey allegedly rented out an entire restaurant to celebrate after the game with Taylor Swift and his whole team. And there's a picture with her arm around him. Uh, and there's paid for the ex. Maybe that's why she's like, maybe she's doing what Shakira did with PK. Right. So Shakira killed PK. I mean, literally and figuratively. <laughs> so, I mean, I think she didn't step him obviously, but you know, PK just like in public eye. Right. Oh, just like a slap in the ex's face of like, look Absolutely. at this new, if you go on Pika's Instagram, I kind of feel sad for the guy. Every post he he posts with the current girlfriend, right? Look at the comments. It's all Shakira. All of his and her fans are posting Shakira memes. And Shakira, like, it's all Shakira. Oh, my goodness. Like, oh, it's it's disastrous. Like, yeah, so Shakira from her breakup, right, went from super quiet and chill relationship with Pika to showing everyone how she's like on one event then another then another and this I, I think that's intended for PK and what he lost wow uh maybe so maybe it's something similar i want to get mary Rapini's take on yeah. this as we're uh, about to bring her on because here's the thing i was thinking about taylor swift's level of fame success money is just off the charts joe alwyn is a much lesser known actor he's mm-hmm. not really a big deal like people only know his name because of her Now she's going for this guy, Travis Kelsey, who is kind of has definitely a way higher name recognition than Joe Alwyn. People know who Travis Kelsey is. He's one of the best football players in the NFL. He's a little bit older 
a little bit taller. I don't know if that makes a difference. Mary Jo Rapinoe can say. And um, so it's like, is Taylor finally going for someone more on her level? And is that going to provide the the relationship dynamics needed for a successful relationship? Let's bring Mary Jo Rapini on. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. And unfortunately, I, I don't really watch all this, but I will say, I think for Taylor Swift, it had something to do with the guy and we're not really talking to them, but he might not want have wanted the relationship to get more serious. Maybe she was looking at that time to settle down and he wasn't. And, you know, you can look at it on one hand and go, well, he, he would have gained everything because he's married to Taylor Swift. But I think that's a lot of pressure. And she can crush anybody. Like, basically, if she breaks up with them, they, in the public eye, everyone will know about it. And he will look, he will look less than she does. Wow. So this is actually, this is an ongoing question for like women who achieve a level of success. Does that hurt their chances of a love life, uh, like a relationship with someone with less success? I um, actually, I, I really, think- so I think more than the level of success, it just makes Everybody, it makes all the focus on the successful one and their ego gets tied in with it. I think that's one of the reasons we have so many problems with Hollywood relationships is there's always an unequal balance. And the ego does funny tricks when you, you know, you start telling yourself, well, I'm the most popular one. I'm the one all the fans really like. And then when they split up, you see sometimes that it wasn't that way at all. Their ego was so inflated that they didn't they didn't expect what happened from it. So well, for I, someone, obviously, no, oh, okay. Ahead. So real quick, for someone, obviously, none of us, uh, probably none of my viewers, are on Taylor Swift's yeah. level. But if there is a woman who has quite a bit of success. How should she approach a relationship with a man to not, uh, you know, should she should she hide her success or what's the answer? No, I, I think that's impossible anyway. I think what you have to do is you really have to talk about it. You have to be aware of it. You really have to plan for the relationship. And I don't really think I, any of these people are planning like a vision. Most people are now doing things like they're putting it on hold. We've heard a lot about soft launchings. Just they're trying to save their heart from a massive breakup. But most of the successful, like I'm just going to talk about the medical center, the academicians, when they have achieved lots of accolades, you know, they have their, you know, billion dollar funded by grants for something they discovered their their partner is usually not at their level so they it's very difficult to find someone at the exact level and there's a lot of back and forth communication that has to happen i think their domestic life always suffers a little bit but that's part of the marriage pact like you have to be good about handing over, if you have children, how much of that are you going to do? Is this other person ready for that? And I, I think a lot of men, especially, 
are not ready for that level of intensity of, of taking everything on when they know their partner is really powerful. I absolutely agree. You know, I had a, I had a really interesting woman in my show a long time ago, years ago. She's a multimillionaire. She's very, very successful and she's single. That happens. It's a trend like when, when you're a powerful woman. So right. I asked her, what is the right type of man for you? And she says, you know, I cannot be with someone like me. Like, I cannot be with a millionaire. I cannot be with a business person because what that guy needs is to come home and have a housewife who's taking Mm -hmm. care of the kids and make him feel like he's at peace because he cannot get peace at the office. So it's completely different, right? When I come home, I come home with my baggage of work and I'm like, go, 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 go. And he doesn't need that. He needs peace. So I need the same thing. She said, so for me, someone perfect in in marriage would be somebody who's achieved all the things a man should achieve, which is like, he needs to be tough, emotional control, self-control, all that, not necessarily money, but, you know, money can come in partnership. Like you can partner up with somebody who has more money and then develop a business together. That's your answer right there. But you have to have a very strong man next to you to be okay with that, right? So what's your But I think sexual attraction is so important, especially Mm -hmm. to men. So it's important that no matter how much power she has, when she comes home, she can flip roles and actually be that woman who desires her man. Because men will do a lot of things. They'll be full-time moms. They'll take care of their jobs. They'll take care of the house. But they need that physical connection. And if they feel like their woman no longer respects them or desires them, I haven't seen those marriages be be successful. I agree. Respect is a big thing with men. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to divert the topic, but I have a question for both of you. Mm-hmm. So I saw one of the very, I'm not going to name the name here, but very famous podcast and one of the guys were talking about why is it that women are attracted to bad guys and like you know they are they are not attracted to good men that want everything for them and then he makes a really less than logical example so he says that let's uh, let's talk about the bar right so you're you're a lady in the bar and all these men are paying attention to you and buying you drinks and you know bring you whatever you need right and then guy walks in who disregards you and sits with his guys and talks and never even looks at you. And that's the one you're interested in. So he said that that somehow means that you, you like the bad guys who disregard you. But to me, that's not the case. You know how I can explain it as a woman and I want both of your opinions about this. So if I'm sitting at the bar and I've been, I am sure all of you, like both of you have, you know, felt this before, right? I've been in the bar and I've been in it, the center of attention of men, right? Mm-hmm. You know why I'm not interested? Because I know they don't know one thing about me. They only see what they see. I'm dressed up. I look good. And that's what they gravitate towards. So that man as easily will do the exact same thing when he's with me mm-hmm. in a relationship. He's going to go to the bar, see someone hot. So the guy who comes in and understands that, you know, he doesn't know you at all, your personality. Who, who are you? Nobody right now, right? You haven't done anything to deserve the attention in any other 
other way other than your looks, right? So he's not easily swayed by just your looks and your boobs. And that's why I'm interested in him. Not all these guys that are ready to kiss my whatever in right. like a second, not knowing me, right? So this is what they don't understand. That's why I'm more interested in the guy who has more self-control and without knowing who you are, is not going to just, you know, pull up $100 bills and be like, oh, you know? So what's, what's your take on that? Oh, I 100% agree. I, I think boundaries are everything. And I've always, I, I think for some guys, they look at guys who are, who they term bad boys, but the bad boys, I don't know what that means to anybody listening, but to me, what that means is somebody that goes against the grain, maybe is more watchful, but more than that, I mean, I would, I would be attracted to someone who ignored me, not because I thought he was a bad boy, but because I thought he was selective. He was really aware that there was nothing. If he came up and talked to me, I would respect him even more as long as he wasn't what people call hitting on me or yeah. saying something flattering that we hear all the time. I mean, let's face it, women hear compliments all the time, whether it's on our clothing, our hair or whatever. So when men say that and women respond, I think that's why a lot of guys use those kinds of tactics mm -hmm. to attract women because they think women like it. But I really wonder if women do like it or if it's all you usually get. That's a very well, good I, I like I like compliments, but for me, uh, yeah, it's I have a I guess I'm a little bit similar to Elizabeth. And mm -hmm. although what I've noticed honestly in, in recent years is that a lot of men don't actually have the balls to approach a woman. Um mm -hmm. and so that if they don't if I see them staring at me and they're not approaching me or they look away after they're staring, it, it looks to me like beta energy where they're, they're not they're, they like me but they're too scared to approach me which mm -hmm. at this point in my life is extremely unattractive a little what bit women's fault as well don't you think it's women's fault i mean we made a culture of me too and all this crap oh, yeah and, sure. you know what i mean i mean we we the two for a man in american culture I, i'm gonna say this american culture because I, I come from europe it's different there okay so in american culture for a man to approach you at the gym in the club wherever right it's really hard and women made it so like it's it's almost like some women are so obnoxiously rude like what happened did someone invade your freaking life like they just like they want to be nice do they like you they like you it's not that they hate you and they are doing this to you as like a violent act you can be nice you can smile and say that you're not interested you can be right. nice I, I agree. You know, make that. And I, and I wish more women would. I agree. We have a horrible culture of emasculating men, of yes. just like beating mm -hmm. them down, assuming they're some villain before you even get to know them. And yes. I agree that has caused women to kind of shrink or men to shrink back then and say, I'm, I'm giving up. I'm not making the first move anymore. And I am saying that I am personally removing myself from that entire matrix if a man does not approach me i'm not interested in him if it's because he has baggage from this emasculation culture then mm -hmm. i'm still i'm still not i'm not gonna go fix that guy 
I, I think it's partly women it's and women that, yeah. have done with the Me Too. But I also think there's a whole culture of men who are gamers, who went back home, who can't grow up. They're, they're watching porn. They have no social skills to actually, they're not confident to go up to a woman who they find attractive and say, hi, my name is such and such. And, and I noticed you here and I'm wondering if I can buy you a drink or if we can talk for a while. Those skills are very difficult now. I have clients all the time talking about this, like beautiful women going out and wanting a date. This is why so many move to online dating apps. It's like one of the questions you got today, Ivory, why would someone want to chat like they want to chat it up online but when it comes to meeting in person they're terrified or they just lose interest like somebody has to hold them accountable now to come and actually meet up with you right um which brings us to our list of questions i did put a questionnaire out of mm -hmm. tell me a question that men are too afraid to ask women and this was one of them uh why why do women talk to me online, but then when I try to meet them in person, they run away? That's that's one thing that uh, is haunting this guy. And, it, and I honestly think it's because they lied or they weren't authentic, who, who maybe they said they were online. They're afraid now. They're afraid to be held accountable. Like, okay, well, that's how I look online. This is how I really am. And maybe all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So all the fake things that we do, like on the, the tools that women have, filters, all kinds of physical yes. face, body shape. And I'm guilty of it too. When I'm lazy to put mm -hmm. on makeup, I, I just use a filter. But that doesn't stop me from meeting a person, right? Right. So, yeah, but I, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's the fakeness, the fake image that we put out. And it can never be a real image of someone else who's like, leaving the, the image that they actually are, right? So that's why they, they just cover out at the end, for sure. And this is well, the I think guys would love us if we just were real. Like, you know, when I counsel men and women, men are, are so not critical. Like, they are so glad that some woman wants them. I, I cannot tell you, like, I have heard numerous stories how someone will get on, always a guy, and he'll go through, oh my God, my girlfriend or my wife is a, you know, she's beautiful. You you wouldn't believe it. She just blow your socks off. And then I meet her and I'm not, like- Not at all, right? <laughs> not at all. The guy was so full of flattery. He, he is in love with her and men are more susceptible to that. I don't know what's happened to women. Like, have we forgotten that? Or are we just, you know, and we, I think we're trying to be more like the porn, the porn women that their guys look at. This is my biggest fear because I'm telling you, my practice is full of 20, 20 and late 20 year old men who are porn addicted and they can't have a normal relationship. It's like the number one thing I'm seeing right now. Well, and I mean, gamers, gamers aren't as dangerous because they can still talk about a game. I mean, mm -hmm. 
you know? Wow. Well, I, I think I, I have noticed that, you know, some of these uh, very eligible bachelors mm-hmm. who can have any girl in the world, maybe a top athlete or something, then you see the girl he picked and it's the simple girl who doesn't fix her hair, who doesn't wear makeup. Exactly. And, uh, and then, yeah, I think women forget, as well, including me, that, that men aren't always looking for the chick with the the huge hair, the huge lips, all the makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, they just want someone more, more natural. I think that's true. I will give my, my one take from this in regards to this guy's question on, um, you know, why don't I want to meet in person? Mm-hmm. Now I haven't online dated other than my friend's dating app that I tried last fall very briefly before meeting mm-hmm. my boyfriend. Anyway, but back in the day I went on, I, I met a guy on Facebook Mm-hmm. over a decade ago and we had everything in common and he was like let's meet and I was like okay and then when it came down to meeting I actually got scared I was like wait because I started thinking like wait I've never met this guy in person what if he's not actually who he says he is online and so I started overthinking it and backed off and never met him because yeah. I just I just got scared of not knowing if he was really who he said he was. So that was my, that's why I did what this guy is asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think if, even if the woman could explain why she's not, why she doesn't the truth, but they, ne- we never are like we, we will make an excuse. And I think, I think for anybody that does that, we have to be honest that it's on us, you know, it, Whatever the fear is, we, if you own it, it's always going to minimize it and it's going to make you more attractive to that guy. That's another thing that we don't talk about. It's like an aphrodisiac, being vulnerable and being real. Yes, it's true. You have a greater chance of your heart getting broken, but it's also true that you are going to cement a relationship, a healthy relationship. If it's toxic or it's got players in it. That's a whole nother thing. But vulnerability is the key to deeper intimacy. Yes. Okay. So th- there's a couple other uh, questions. Uh, my viewers submitted on questions. Men are too scared to ask women. And then I know Elizabeth has a list of questions as well. Um, well, this guy wants to know if women have egos. Yeah, I think so. I think everybody has egos. I think ego is our biggest enemy. And Ryan Holiday wrote a great book about that. He's just. Uh, why are y'all so obsessed with how, with how often we think about the Roman Empire? Yeah. What is that? Is that a game? I didn't know what that was. I was going to Google it before the show, but. I guess it's this, uh, it's this ongoing joke that men are always thinking about the Roman Empire oh, when no. you're when you're when women are imagining their man thinking about another woman he's really thinking about the roman empire oh, oh yeah <laughs> well i i don't know if um i think women overthink what men are thinking about i i work mostly with men and i can tell you where where men will say i'm uh, guys are really simple i don't think they're simple i think they're complicated but Very- i i do think that they are very short 
compared to what we are thinking. So in other words, after we tell them every little detail of our day, I think they would say, so did you get a tea or not? Because in other words, if you're gonna tell them how you went and got hot tea and all the things that happened to you, all they really wanna know is, did you achieve the task? And that's because testosterone, I mean, that's what it does to you. It, it, it basically zeroes in, helps you focus, and that it's, that's its whole role for procreation. Well, they're flooded with it, just like we have testosterone. So we give all the details. See, going back to Andrew Tate's, like, you know, you need to be respectful for women's emotions. They first yeah. they call you to complain, then they will tell you the story, and then they will get to the point. But that's why men, you know, talking about Roman Empire, right? Men need to be stoic enough to understand we need that. We need to actually tell you the story from the beginning to the end, and you better be there listening. That's the only, like, we don't really ask much. Like, I'm not talking about, like, these women who are, these, you know, younger, all entitled. I'm talking about, a, a, like, old-fashioned woman. It was not too much for men to just sit down and hear a woman. So that is also a lot for a woman to just be heard, right? So I think that's the disbalance there. Nobody wants to hear and nobody wants to sit down and listen. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this next question, a man wanted to know what's the biggest red flag for new, newly from newly divorced men. I guess he doesn't want to exhibit that same red flag being newly divorced. Well, there's, I had two different things that I thought were, The first is how he's coping, like if he got another relationship started right away, or if he's numbing his feelings, just drinking and boozing. I want to know that. And the second red flag for me after he's newly divorced is what he's doing with the kids. And mm -hmm. that's a red flag because I'll tell a lot about that guy's character, his integrity, I want him to be paying his wife or whatever they worked out. I want him to be taking care of his kids. If he's not taking care of his kids and he's blaming his ex, um, that that would be a big red flag for me. I would not I would not be with that guy. One of my very good friends recently tried dating a newly divorced man and he was instantly like head over heels for her like what's mine is yours we have all of this future forever together you know instantly and that turned out to be the red flag it, it did not work out he ends up ghosting her shortly after and so how do women know when uh if, if a guy is showering her with affection if it's authentic or long lasting well i think anytime that that it's excessive And I know for some women that have never gotten that, that feels really good. But whenever somebody does something in excess, it, it's a very clear sign of their suffering. So in other words, somebody doesn't just overwhelm you with all this good unless they're hurting. There's something going on with them. And when they do that, nobody can sustain that for life. So I... You know, in relationships, we've tracked it with marital work. If the slower the start and the slower it goes, the better chances the relationship is going to be hot and it's going to last. 
It's like anything else. So if they're real needy and many times men are because men lose more in a divorce. I don't care what anybody says for a guy, a divorce is the worst thing that happens because the courts are not good to them. And, and it's not fair. Like basically the woman has the kid, the kid stays with the woman and, and after a divorce, it's really up to how, how she feels generous or how they work it out. It depends on the guy too, you know, what he's doing and why it, why it, the marriage divorced, but men lose everything. And that's why most guys that I work with will stay in a bad marriage and they really don't want to go to therapy because they're like, don't fester it. You know, the bees are already all over. Just leave it alone. Just calm it down because they don't want the marriage to end. And that's wow. even if they're cheating on that marriage. Well, if they're yeah. cheating, then I, I don't know. I, I honestly think that it depends on a court, depends on a country and depends on a culture, quite honestly. Yeah. Like I, really think that right. in the U.S., that even inside the U.S., inside the 50 states, there are courts. I, I mean, if you take Utah, for example, right? Yeah, like 100%. Then I agree with you. It's it's so unfair. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it really depends. So I, I don't know what to say. I think that men should pay because, mm -hmm. I get you know, yeah, but depends on what caused the divorce as well. I mean, if you have a woman that's been cheating all throughout the, the marriage, maybe we should reconsider where the kid goes. Right. Uh, and, you know, these type of things. So a lot of things have to, to play in it for sure. Yes. And ladies, red flags are not like red wine. They don't get better over time. So only get worse. Maybe pay attention from the very get go and beginning. So, you know, now, women don't like to hear that, though. If you say it's a red flag and she already has found something she likes about the guy, no, she will, you will lose her as a friend. Because she doesn't want to hear that. And I think I think that comes from women many times are women's own worst enemy. We're no longer the sisterhood like where we really <laughs> did support each other and say, you know what? I'm worried for you. you know? Guilt I was just saying guilty of that. If, yeah. uh, I'm like, I'll, I'll I'll brush off that red flag because yeah. he has these issues. But also Here's why I've done that is because I see other women putting men on such a like perfection pedestal. Like basically he better be absolute perfect, have no emotional issues. And if, if he has any flaws and he's out the door, I deserve better. Yet they, when they're seeking the man, they say, well, he needs to be able to put up with my emotional issues. They're not willing to do the same for him. So I, I just, and then I see these friends who are frustrated and single forever and wondering why when they're kicking every man to the curb when he's not perfect. So for me, meeting a man that I'm head over heels with that's not perfect, I'm willing to hear my friends say you should ditch him because of his red flags. And, and then I still stand my ground and say, I want to try to make this work. Mm -hmm. So it depends what red flags they are to Ivory. Something, some red flags will go, they really will go away. I've seen some things that, and the guy has been honest about it and they'll come to therapy and they'll, he'll say, I have a terrible problem with this and, and I need help. And he will get the help he needs if he is motivated to make that relationship work. 
But if you just start dating someone and you see a red flag, most of us aren't going to talk about it. And that's what a red flag is really all about. It's about opening the discussion. Hey, I notice you do this. I'm a little bit nervous about it. You don't have to be mean, but at least don't push it. You know, don't hide it or push it away because it will come back. You know, I have a question, and this is a really odd question, but I did a poll um, somewhere around a few months ago, and I asked, would you date or marry a woman who doesn't OnlyFans? Like, this was for men only. So mm -hmm. I was like, would you date or marry a woman who's doing OnlyFans? To my surprise, I was waiting for most men to say no or, you know, like, I wouldn't personally, I, I, I don't diss anyone. I would not. I think there should be standards in the society and those things bring those standards down. That's my personal opinion. So even though most men said no, there was a huge number of men that said yes. And I just want to know why. What, what would you say that, to that? So what, what question did you ask them? Would you date man? Uh, would you date a woman who does OnlyFans? OnlyFans is like a. Do you know what OnlyFans is? No. So um, it's like a. How do I explain this, Ivory? Help me. <laughs> well, it's it's um. No, OnlyFans is where oh, yeah. women post provocative pictures, and and mm -hmm. they men can interact with these women. So it's like it's pretty much social media porn. Media. Yeah, social uh, media porn. That right. Was I know, that. and most men said they would date them. Right. No, most men said no, which is good still, but many said yes. So the number that said yes was just too high. I was yeah. expecting maybe 10%. Well, and, I think, you know, right. I think that's been consistent, Elizabeth. There's been studies. Would, would you marry a prostitute or a gigolo? Women notoriously say no. And men say maybe yes. Like very few of them said no, because you have to remember when a guy first gets together with a woman, he may think someday I want a family, but that's not real for him. It doesn't happen without the woman. So they all kind of, I think men have this fantasy that if I love her well, if I take care of her, she will change. It's, they entertain that much more than women do. Women look at that and go, oh, hell no. Like, no way. I, I can see the pattern on the wall. I will never. But uh, once again, I think women's standards for marriage are so much higher than guys. And I think it's because it's biologically wired into us. We are the responsible one. What, no matter what anybody says, at the end of the day, you are going to grow that baby suffer with that baby. And when that baby's born, and if it's sick, you will be the one with the baby. The baby wants you. Even if it's with a great dad, when the baby is feeling sad or sick or anything, that baby will come to you. And that happens for moms that work out of the home more than men. The baby still, it's almost like they never forget that 
I would agree and disagree if you don't mind. Like no, I would be responsible ones. Yes, I would agree with that. But I disagree that men um, are okay with more lower quality marriages. It's actually opposite, I think. Mm-hmm. Because- you want it to be opposite. I, I want it to be opposite too, because marriage is much harder for men. Yes, but most women marry very ugly, like men for money. Most men don't do that. So most women are okay with everything as long as they have money. So that's not a high quality marriage. That's not standard of marriage. That is you settling for money and then cheating with a younger or much more capable boy. So I would say I would disagree with that. I think women marry way with way less standards and look at more commodities like goods, like money and things like that. But men look at more, okay, how, if they do get there when they marry, right? And this example with OnlyFans is just the reason women don't marry prostitute men is because prostitute men are prostitutes because they don't have money. So that's the difference, right? So women still look at money and status. They are like, well, if he's a prostitute and he has to give out like sexuality, he, he ain't got anything for me. Like he barely can survive for himself. This is why they say no. But if prostitutes were, I don't know, from Wall Street and they had a ton of, like, then it would be different. So I think that we culturally promote wrong things. Like, we we say to women, it's okay to demand everything from a man, let's say, whether it's money, all this attention, all that. We don't explain, hey, if you want to be with a business person that takes on so much responsibility, 100 people in the company, so on, they are not going to get as much attention at home. You just need to know that. If you're okay with that, then great. If not, then pick someone else. Like, I think it really, you know, depends on, I, I don't think we understand the social norms really well anymore. I don't well, know. I think it makes a difference which country you talk to, because yes. in the United States, I work with marriage statistics and research. And women do not marry for money. The number one thing women looked for was a good prospect for a dad. So they wanted they wanted consistency. They wanted the guy to work. They wanted the guy to be protective, to, to basically support her. They did want someone who had the money, but they that's it's not that they just went with wealthy guys. I think some influencers may, or people like maybe for fans only or, or just, possibilities. They just say that. I mean, what, what no, I don't, I, I, I see what you're saying, but I don't no. think so. I think men believe that about women. And I think that explains a lot, maybe a lot of women, but statistically it's not the one thing mm-hmm. that I, that I would, before any couple gets married, I ask the couple, who is the most excited about getting married? I want it to be the guys. And I want it to be for marriage longevity. The reason is because marriage marriage isn't natural for either partner. I mean, basically, it's against our biological wiring. That's why you really have to commit to it. And if the guy is more excited about being married and committing to it, then his fiance, that marriage is going to go the years. And I, I mean, almost consistently when I ask that question, I, I should do a study on that. There's been studies done, but I can tell you it's true. So the number one thing I'm always looking for, like if a, 
friend of mine says, Mary Jo, just, just go out to dinner with us. Tell us what you think about, you know, our prospects. If I talk to him and he is really excited about the relationship and the marriage, oh my God, I, I can tell you it will usually be good. Whereas if she's more excited, that's, that's more typical. She's probably going to carry more of the emotional load of the relationship. So then and I'm surprised nobody asked about that because emotional load, like how do you share that better? Women take like 80% of it. And some of it is because we're not smart. We want to take that on. No, I, I don't disagree with that. I would like dive deeper if we had more time on the the levels of how we marry and stuff. Because I yeah. still think that women don't know. They say one thing, then they they want something else. Yeah, so, yeah. They might say that. Oh, I'm, I just want a man who's emotionally available and all the da 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 da. But then they get into a relationship. They have to work twenty four seven, just like the other guy because he never had the money. So they both work. They come home. They have a problem with kids because who's gonna have the kids? You can't afford, you know, to both be out and working and get a nanny. So that's the thing. Like, I don't think they understand what they want because, you know, I personally for me, I'm well off enough not to wish for any, like anybody for money or anything, except it's the opposite. Right. But then the problem is different. The guys are intimidated when you bring more to the table than they do. Right. Yeah, and, and more like smarter women gets more accomplished, then you're gonna have guys who are completely and utterly incapable of you know running with you on that uh treadmill, wherever wherever you're running or the path, right? So my margin of who I can pick from becomes really small uh mm-hmm. in terms of male partners, right? So yeah. That is that is a well-known fact, and that's true. So I if if that's the lifestyle you have, you have to be really careful, Elizabeth. And not, you know, not expect them to be at your same level with what you do. You're going to have to marry someone not in the business because the more the more that likely they're in the business, the more likely the marriage will have unnecessary tension or the partner. Though, if I pick somebody who's equally capable of doing what I do and make him a partner, we build something together. Do you think that will work? I mean, it may. I I probably would never suggest you try to work with your partner, though, because I think it's just the whole marriage takes on a persona like that. I would go for a lawyer or somebody just out of the field <laughs> entirely of entertainment, maybe an entertainment lawyer, but just, you know, or in the, in the medical world, I would look for somebody like that or oil and gas, just somebody that, you know, women are very attracted to ambition and power. Those things don't always equate with money. It's true. So. I agree with you 100%. I unfortunately go for military guys and they come with narcissism and borderline personalities. So that doesn't work really well. <laughs> that would be difficult. Yeah, it's very, it was very difficult mm-hmm. for sure. And and I do, do you actually come, this is a good question and I want to hear Ivory's answer on this as well. You know, with, the, with this world that we live in, where someone always has either depression or narcissistic disorder or borderline or I don't know, whatever it is. 
do you run into those a lot? And, you know, how do you navigate relationship if you're dealing with personality disorder, which is really hard to correct? If sometimes you can't. Right. Well, a true narcissist, you have to send them to a psychiatrist to be tested. Because we call, like I have partners who call their partner a narcissist. But to really get that classification, we've used it very easily now because of social media. But it's, I mean, we don't really know if it's more prevalent now. The symptoms are, but that could just be a reflection of what we're seeing with social media. And it's hard once you start seeing yourself on social media, you develop a whole different brain chemistry of who you are. So, I mean, you'd, it would be difficult, but usually when I see couples with a psychological illness, it's very difficult. In fact, I think psychological illness is one of the hardest things to manage for yes. anybody. It's, it's just very difficult. True. Interesting. What about you? Yeah. Ever have you ever had those cases? Oh, do I run into people with um, emotional issues? A hundred percent do. Ivory, I know you do because if you're dating, you have to like. Oh yeah, uh, you know, to an extent, everyone has emotional issues. I think the term narcissism is is overplayed right now. I think people throw it around at each other like they used to throw yeah. around the word psychopath. I think that everyone has a level of narcissism in them. And I just, um, I, I think... I believe in law of attraction. And if, if I have emotional issues, I'm going to attract someone with emotional issues ever since I've mentioned this before, ever since I left Fox two years ago, I have been struggling with anxiety and trying to figure out the source of that. I don't know why I have anxiety issues now, but the two people that I've dated since Fox have had probably bigger emotional issues than other people I've dated. And so I'm attracting people with emotional problems because I have emotional problems. Mm-hmm. And so I, if, if I find inner peace, people with emotional problems will run away from me. P- like before anything is there, like it will just kind of bounce off each other and never date because we don't jive from the beginning. But so I think that we have to face ourselves when, when, when we're facing a, a narcissist or whatever, we have to face ourselves and say, what in me attracted this? And so, so that's the thing. Uh, it's like before you go fixing someone else's emotional issues, you got to fix yourself. And that's what I'm working on. Yeah. That, I, I think that's a great position to be in because, and I like that you're self-aware and you're asking yourself, Am I putting out this vibe? Because I know I can, I, you know, most therapists before they go into session, they kind of do a cleansing, a meditative cleansing. So they don't pull any of their junk in there. Mm, Yeah. Okay, guys, I really want to bring on this, uh, this extra question we have. I'm here in Colorado with a few girls. There is a girl with a very interesting question that might be able to help men and women both understand each other better. Okay, let's bring on Jennings. Jennings, tell tell me the story. Hi. Happy <laughs> to be here. So I will preface this by showing you this. Okay, this is a gorgeous piece of leather lingerie that was given to me by 
a long distance boyfriend. He sent it to me along with another piece and then rented this beautiful cabin for us in California for a week. When we got there and I put this on, you can see this one actually still has the tag on it. There's another one. I put it on and he refused to have sex with me and told me to stop pressuring him into sex. And I was like, okay, I don't understand this, but okay. Oh my God. Okay. Let's bring, uh, let's bring everyone on. Okay. Mary Jo, why would a man not want to have sex when it seems like he was setting things up for sex? Okay. So what I think, just my gut, I wouldn't have to talk to him. But I think he sent her that. He wanted to shock her with, he shocked her. And then when she wore it and she was receptive, it was overwhelming to him. Then, then it shocked him. He didn't know what to do because my guess is he has watched porn where that beautiful lingerie is. And it looked like a fantasy. But when the fantasy came real, I think he was, I think he was probably nervous that he wouldn't be able to perform. And he didn't perform. Mm. <laughs> Mary yeah. Jo, you deal with couples and, and even singles mm. all the time. Is, is there, um, is there like a growing issue of men not wanting to have sex? Well, if I, you know, I think, I think, yes, the Gen Z's are not having as much sex, but they're also having more what I call intimacy. Like they seem to be, they like hugging. They like laying around on the couch and being close and talking. It's just the sex part. I think they've been so inundated with it. And there's a lot of uh, movement in between genders. It's very fluid. And I think people are kind of confused. They're not sure. If this is, is, is this guy Gen Z? He's actually Gen X. So he's, oh, so he's older. He's oh, older. so that really scared him because he was seeing, he probably was thinking, am I ready for the next level of this relationship? Maybe. Yeah. I, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. Yeah. Well, that's what I think. You're beautiful and you wore the gift and it was a beautiful setting and... I don't know, unless we talk to him. And maybe he just wants to really develop the friendship. Maybe he's a maybe he's a really good guy. I don't know. Why would he send this if he wanted friendship? I don't know. I don't send my friends like thongs. I don't know. <laughs> I think he wanted to shock you. I really do. Like, I think he wanted to appear to be a really sexy, really you know, all their kind of guy for you. And then when it happened in real life, it scared, really scared. Him. That could make sense. Cause he's very like outwardly confident, but when you actually mm -hmm. get one-on-one, -on -one, he's not that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, well, that would, that would make more sense. And I don't know how long you've been dating him, but I, this would not turn me off. I hope it didn't you. I hope you, in a way, I think it could be a sign that he wants to, he really, really cares about you. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. You know, he wants to, he wants to go slower. Why don't you ask him? 
Why did you say you were curious about it? You kind of surprised, or did you? What did yeah, you do? I, I, I was actually a little grumpy because I was confused. You know, mm -hmm. I was we hadn't seen each other in months, and I was like, "What the heck?" You know. Yeah. Um, so I actually got a little bit like, "Okay, screw you. I'm just gonna take this off." So I don't. Maybe that wasn't the correct um, mm -hmm. response, mm -hmm. but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I didn't directly ask him what his process was though. Cause there was like a lot of other stuff happening at that time that was chaotic and I just never, but I could ask him, I could be like, Hey, yeah. what's up? I, I would, I, I would take it off too. Cause it doesn't look comfortable. You know, <laughs> who's going to go for coffee in that or anything else, you know? So yeah. we'll have to have a part two and see what yes. his answer was once you asked him. Okay. You okay. have to bring him on so we can, so we can get his mm -hmm. side. Cause that's the only fair way. If he were comfortable to be authentic about it, he'd probably tell you about it. You know, I'm yeah. getting a completely different vibe. Like to be honest, I, if a guy sent me this stuff, that guy would be done in my life. Like I, like what, what, what's the deal with sending a lingerie? First of all, like why? Send me a flower. That I would understand. Like, what, what, why would a guy that I have not seen for months send me a freaking laundry looking like a, I just need a weep and that's it kind of laundry? Like, listen, I'm okay. I'm a very open minded person. I'm okay with lots of mm -hmm. things when it gets to sexuality and sexual life, mm -hmm. but I'm okay with the certain partner that I picked for life or at least for some, you know, yeah. like a lot run, right? But a guy sends me stuff like that's the guy I'm not seeing mm -hmm. anymore. Like I'm, I'm going to give him enough comfort and enough. Like I'm not going to ruin, like I'm gonna, not going to walk away without words, but I'm going to say, what prompted you to do that? Why, why are you sending me this shit? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like if he has a logical explanation, then I would listen. But I really doubt there would be a logical explanation to something like this. I would say drop the guy. You want someone better? get flowers next time instead. And I, I don't know, like that just might, might take on this. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. you, you knew him though, right? Like the two of you had been talking. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, we had dated and broken up and then gotten back together. Mm -hmm. So this was going to be one of our, he travels for work. So this uh -huh. was going to be one of our first trips, um, like seeing each other again after mm -hmm. having broken up for a little while. Hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll have to we'll have to have a part two. Thank you so much, Jennings, yes. for being so honest with your story. Wow, wow. Yes. That's, that's great. I mean, everything hinges on how close you are to him, Jennings. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you felt really, I I can see it. I think Elizabeth has a good point. But if you've been talking to the guy and and talking about intimacy and sex, and then you know, we could make it look like he really took things out of context. Or we could make it look like it was an extension of a conversation. And he just thought it was going to spice things up and it backfired. Yeah. And that's kind of what I think, I think it was. Because yeah, he's yeah. not immature. Well, he might be immature, but he's certainly, he's, he's old enough. 
Yes, yeah, see, that's the other thing. He's old enough. He's older than you. So right. he should be a little bit more responsible. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing is he didn't do anything. <laughs> now you have nothing to lose, Jennings. Everything is in your favor. Yes, true. Yeah. Thank you so much, ladies. You're welcome. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Jennings. Well, there we go. We've flown past an hour. I know. Um, I gotta go. Yeah. Thank you so much, Mary Jo Rapini, uh, psychotherapist, relationship expert with your own YouTube channel, which I will link down in my description if people want to get much more of Mary Jo's wisdom. She's a fantastic resource for relationships. Thanks Thank for coming you. on. Thank you. And Elizabeth, it was great meeting you too. Great meeting you too. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Bye. Thank you, Ivory. Thanks so much. Talk to you guys okay. later. Bye. Okay. Bye bye.